Well, hi, everybody. Steve Tartar, another edition of Tartar Sauce. And delighted to have Shelly Dankoff with me. Shelly, welcome. I think you've been here before, but the palatial studios of Peoria Life in downtown Peoria. I love this location. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Well, hey, it's uh, our pleasure. If people don't know, and they should, if you've been in this area uh, for any time at all, Shelly, you, you are, of course, the supervisor of media relations at OSF Healthcare. That's first off. Right. But you are a media uh, goddess. I mean, you've been on... <laughs> You've been on every TV station. You're on the radio. You, you you racked it up. I've always told you, you'd get the Grand Slam if you get over to HOI. But now they're part of 25. Right. So technically, yeah. I think that's by default. You, you want you want an asterisk on that? All right. I want an asterisk. Right. Yes. Well, Shelley, of course, was an anchor, reporter anchor for, for the, the, well, the basic TV stations here in Peoria. And, and now at OSF, you work so well. And I know this from being on the paper, uh, the Journal Star, which I was for a number of years. Um, you really know how to handle the media. I mean, when I say handle them, I don't mean, you <laughs> Handles. Know, yeah, get rid of them. You know, they're on our property again. Uh, but no, you really, you understand deadlines. You understand uh, what people are trying to find, and, and you, you help them get it. Yeah, and I think that's the benefit. I recently had to update my bio, and this kind of freaked me out. I had to write, been doing media for nearly 40 years. And I went, wow. what? <laughs> you know, it's like, how do you write that sentence? Uh -huh. But it's the truth. I mean, I started when I was in college. Uh -huh. We were blessed to have an on-campus radio and television station. You were allowed to make mistakes, and they really couldn't fire you. You mm -hmm. weren't being paid. Right. Uh, so it was a wonderful training ground. That was Ohio University, wonderful. which is getting lots of attention. So Joe Burrow, the Heisman Trophy winner, who oh, just won the national yeah. championship. So he graduated from Athens High. Athens, Ohio is where Ohio University is. And so that area, it's so nice to see them getting national attention, but there's your little six degrees of separation to Peoria. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I spent all that time as an anchor Mm -hmm. and then a reporter, and then making the switch. It's been, I walked away from daily TV 20 years ago last fall. which possible. No, yeah. it doesn't seem possible. But like you said, I'm still doing some radio stuff. We still have things associated with OSF Healthcare that I have media moments. Right. But when it comes to dealing with media, I always joke, I now work with all the people I used to be. <laughs> and so you're right. If a TV crew is coming in, they need visuals to go with it. Right. I can't just say, oh, here's a person to talk to on the phone. That's not going right. to cut it. Right. Um, and they also need it at 5, 6, 10, whatever your deadline is. Same with newspaper. Yeah. You like pictures to go with it. Oh, yeah. Um, you, you know, audio, it has changed over the years. Once upon a time, you could do just phone interviews, you know. But, right. but it has changed over the years for print as well. All media has changed a do lot. Do you get a lot of, um, with OSF having grown, and, and you have, obviously, people don't know, there's, uh, what, 10 hospitals? Uh, no, 13, soon to be 14. As of February See, 1, we, will have, our, we yeah. will have our 14th. Up final, that will be our first in the Chicago suburbs, so it'll be interesting. Oh, well, with all of that, do you get requests, period, I would assume, on a regular basis, from out-of-town media? Oh, absolutely. Um, and that's, that's beneficial, too. And the thing that's funny about that that I find humorous is they think they're calling Peoria, and here's, it's that, you have that reputation. I'm going to pat you on the head and tell you how to do it because you can't possibly have a clue. Yeah. And you take high-def photos and you shoot high-def video and you can send that to us and we have our own online newsroom that you can access and download it off. Yeah, so I have to resist the urge to be um, a little snarky with yeah. them about it because well, I'm like, yes, Peoria, we have all that stuff. And we have subject matter experts and we have a very robust medical community and we have a robust media community that... I don't feel it's as competitive as it was back in my day, but it right. used to be, uh, we all know, it's changed. The media landscape has changed. But 
20, 30 years ago when I first got here, it was very competitive. It was very robust. Right. It was um, it was knockdown drag out oh. sometimes. And the paper did not collaborate with the broadcast side and oh, the no. radio stations were competitive. You were not sharing resources at that time. That would not have happened. No. So it's interesting to see that now. Uh, you're, you're the, the attitude you're talking about where, you know, uh, somebody from out of town is calling Peoria thinking, well, uh, reminds me of my brother a number of years ago out east. Uh, you know, the condescending uh, attitude <laughs> yes. was, he, he, I'm dating myself here because this is like 30 years ago or more. And he goes, well, you guys got cable TV out there, don't you? And it was like, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. what do you think? You know, I think they have a vision of a teeny town like Gridley. Yeah. Or, or, if you were listening in Gridley, but, I love it, but you're very small. I think they think Peoria falls into that category if they're way off in wherever. I know. was having flashbacks over the weekend, whatever that is on Reels TV or one of those kind of shows, they were doing the uh, murder of Johnny Versace. Mm. And the connection was Andrew Kunanen, who was from Fairbury, Illinois, right. originally. And so I was still at Channel 31 at WMBD at the time. So this goes back, you know, late nine, uh, yeah, mid-90s, mm-hmm. mid to late 90s when that happened. And we got a call... <laughs> from a station out of Milwaukee, because this was when the White Sox were building their new stadium. They had just put in the proposal, so that's how long ago this was. Mm -hmm. So they had been assigned from the assignment desk out of Milwaukee to come down to Chicago to do, hey, the expansion of the the new White Sox stadium. Mm -hmm. Great. And as long as they were in the neighborhood, because obviously you didn't look at a map. (laughs) It it was different then. We didn't have Google Maps. Um, they should come down and get something in Fairbury for Andrew Kunanen. And as long as they were there, they were going to come to Channel 31 to feed the video back to them. Mm-hmm. And they're calling us from there. So first of all, we're already a distance from Fairbury, right. from Peoria, Peoria. And they get there, and you could just see they were kind of bewildered and befuddled. And we're just looking at them going, did you look at a map before? <laughs> yeah, first of all, you had a two-hour drive from Chicago to get to Fairbury. Right. And then you had another, I don't know, half hour, no, 45 minutes to an hour to get to us. And then we had a satellite link this. And there you could just see the confused look on their face. Mm-hmm. And there was finally at a point... I just looked at them because, again, I was being a little snarky. And I said, yep, we got indoor running water and buildings over two stories high here. And then they just looked at me and said, okay, we're done. Do your stuff and please get out of my way. I have a newscast to get on the air. But that condescending tone was just amazing. And let's bring that to the present because OSF is building a downtown headquarters Mm -hmm. uh, right in the heart of downtown, which obviously is, is hugely in need. But you find, even with that great news and the fact that, you know, that's going to revitalize, we think, uh, a downtown that's sort of been hanging on here for a little bit, waiting for something, uh, initially CAD and now, and now it'll be OSF. But th- there seems to be an attitude problem with some people here in Peoria about, you know, well, this, you know the lights are going out and, uh, you know, we, we got to go out of here now. It, it, do, you, do you pick up on that? I mean, I don't think it's from the OSF side. No. I think it's, it's sort of general population or outside people. I think when Caterpillar initially made their announcements, which hard to believe, that's been a couple of years now. Yeah. We're two years into this. And there was that fear because everybody had been so dependent mm-hmm. that, oh, no, what now? Well, we're now two years past. The world hasn't stopped revolving. Uh, Downtown is hanging in there. Like you said, Mm -hmm. our building, I think people will be thrilled. A couple of things with it. If you remember from the block and cool days. And Mm -hmm. so we're bringing that building back to like what it looked like in the, you know, the 40s-ish. And so there'll be 
the big awnings and the big, just the big windows and mm -hmm. a more stately presence in downtown. And when you look at it, healthcare is the largest employer in Peoria now. It isn't manufacturing. It no. isn't that other company that mm -hmm. located north. <laughs> uh, so I think we've moved past that. And I think we're starting to turn that, that people realize the medical community, and it's not just OSF, it is Unity Point. It is everybody working together. Medical um, school. Absolutely, yeah. UE Comp. We have wonderful relationships. And people now realize they can come here for care. They don't need to go into a Chicago, which is scary for some people, mm -hmm. and what it costs to drive there, and if you need to get a hotel, and if you just need to park your car, yep. you know, things like that. So you can get the same level of medical care in Peoria that you get in a Chicago, an Indianapolis, a St. Louis, without some of the other big city hassles. And yet we have all the big city conveniences and knowledge here. You know, the um, Jump Simulation Center, the work we do with national and international companies and the work we are doing to change how healthcare is provided. I think the biggest thing that's coming out of Peoria, one of the biggest things, is the care for rural areas. I mean, mm. central Illinois, if you go outside of Peoria proper, we have rural communities. Well, it's hard to have, you know, neurologists and mm. cardiovascular high level in smaller communities. There's right. just not enough population mm -hmm. there. But some of the stuff we're doing with telehealth, mm -hmm. we're taking care to where people are. It is kind of now that virtual on-demand house call so it's just a little different. It's not using the doctor show using technology. Yeah. So some of the stuff we are pioneering with that is just, it's phenomenal. It's very interesting to watch. And it's not just in Peoria. What, what is learned here is taken outside of this community and shared with the world. Um, there was a news conference over at the museum some months ago. I was attending that, and uh, it was about the uh, innovation district right. being formed in Peoria. And Ryan Spain was there from OSF, a right. state legislator. And... As he stepped out, I, I kind of went out with him, and we were looking at the building mm -hmm. the, the, the underway, and I said, I'm trying to show off a little bit, like, you know, I know a little bit about this history. And I go, so, uh, you know, the, the Piggly Wiggly that was in the back of that building, I said, are you going to bring that back? And Ryan looks at me, he says, well, you know, Steve, we're, we're not bringing back the department store either, but, but we are <laughs> restoring it. You know, like, right. oh, yeah, yeah okay. Right. But so I think people will be fascinated with the history that's, that is coming back, and, and of course, the the, the, the fact that it's going to be a brand new building and, mm -hmm. and all that's going to go with it. But, yeah, you find out things all the time with history yeah. in Peoria. And, and Peoria's history is so rich that once you dip into that, it's like, oh, I didn't know that. Or, or if you did, you didn't know all of it. Yeah. So it's going on. It'll be interesting when the building is done because when you're, we're benefiting from historical tax credits, both right. federal and state level. That puts you in a lot of trouble to... But you, windows and all yeah, you have stuff. to follow certain things. Yeah. And so on the inside, I think people will, I, they're probably looking forward to seeing, well, what about the tea room that was up there? And some of those crown moldings, some of this beautiful yeah. woodwork and things that were in it. It was amazing what the 70s did to some buildings. There was a lot of ugly paneling that got ripped out of that building. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really kind of nice to see some of the grandeur that will come back to it. Is it a process? Yes, absolutely. And yeah. there aren't as many people that recreate some of those things right. that you have to put in. So there's some challenges along the way, right. but well, it'll it, be beautiful. In it's, its and of course, this, this pro it's probably not to the extent, because this is a big building and, and a lot of work's going on, but that was going on in the, in the uh, uh, warehouse district too, yeah. with, with the, uh, oh, I'm, I'm thinking of the place where um, the architectural firm went, because that, the old, um, I'm losing my track of my mind here, but anyway, the, the, there's buildings there where they really had to work on the windows right. and, 
And, and in a way, you almost wonder, well, why do you care? I mean, I'm trying to bring the building back. You should help me a little bit. But they're, they're pretty much sticklers for the federal, federal rules anyway. Yeah. Um, so now with OSF kind of uh, growing by leaps and bounds, or if that's the right term, you, you mentioned 14 hospitals coming up. Soon. Mm -hmm. That are all under the, the mantle. Is that, is that pose more problems for you? I mean, you having to increase staff, or how does that work? Because you start, how many hospitals were there when you started? Oh, boy. When I started, I think there were only eight. Oh, and that so. was, I just crossed 11 years, so it was about 11 and a half years ago. And so, again, some of them are in the more rural communities that mm -hmm. we have brought Smaller. in. Smaller. Yeah, the big, uh, two years ago, we had Danville and Urbana came on. So okay. those were bigger. And now Little Company of Mary mm -hmm. in Evergreen Park that will come on. That will add about 2,200 mission partners, what we call our employees. Mm -hmm. um, the one thing about the sisters, everything is prayerful and planful. They don't just go, oh. That's, it has to be a good fit. Hmm. Um, it, so they it, take their time. Oh, they do. Oh my gosh. There's, things don't move. And sometimes that can be, <laughs> we, we joking, we lovingly call it OSF time. So <laughs> things have to take their process. As far as what my team is, I have, um, what do I have now? Three people. I will have four. When Little Company of Mary comes on, we'll be adding another person who is in that world just to our media relations department. Mm -hmm. So and on marketing communications in general, we're at about 75 people now. But wow. that supports, but you have to understand, we are from, we have a hospital in Escanaba, Michigan. Mm -hmm. And then if you come into the rest of our have hospitals, uh, Escanaba is one I haven't made it to, <laughs> but everybody raves about how I was going to say, I want to know how things are in Escanaba. I've seen that, I love that name. Oh, they, they laugh at us when we get some snow down here and there starts to be closings or there's concerns. They're like, you bunch of wimps. Uh, because, I mean, it's the UP and it starts snowing and, you know, except. They deal, you know, yeah. they deal with yeah. it. But if you think about it, <clears throat> we have hospitals from Rockford down to Alton mm -hmm. and then from Danville over to Galesburg. So we literally are covering the state. entire state mm -hmm. of Illinois. So we break it out regionally for our teams. And that's not just for the media team. That's for all of our teams. Mm -hmm. So we have our northern region, which is like Rockford, the I-80 corridor and up to Escanaba. Then we have our eastern, which is Pontiac, Bloomington, Urbana and Danville. Mm -hmm. And then Southern, well, Western, I'm not sorry, we don't have a Southern. We have Western, which is, you know, Galesburg, Monmouth, Kiwani, and then Alton. <laughs> we, we had to put Alton in somewhere. Later, folks, there will so be. Um, and then Central, which is Peoria. Okay. So uh, St. Francis and Children's Hospital kind of are standalone in the Central part. And I, I've been to your, uh, well, I'm, I'm dating, it may, may have changed since I went there, but we, we, uh, the old uh, uh, L.R. Nelson. Are you oh guys yeah, using the Francis that as a, Oh, Franciscan Prairie. That's Franciscan what we call Franciscan Prairie, new name now. Yes. Yep. So out there we have um, our engineering construction. Our central supply is That's, out there. We and did so, the story on that at, yes. at the time, yeah. We'll be getting ready to expand or even expanding some more items there. So it's more cost effective if you can do it in bulk and ship out to the facilities that are here. So we have it centralized there because it's a huge that's a huge warehouse. I just enormous. Well, I, I remember that because you know, at that time, it wasn't even being fully utilized. No. I'm sure you've added much more. It's been a couple of years. Uh, yeah, stay yeah. tuned. There'll be some more stuff this spring okay. about the next phase that's uh, being unveiled. That is through our Point Core division. So that is, we do have a for-profit end. So our Point mm -hmm. Core team that helps support even other hospitals, um, smaller hospitals that may need to bring on electronic medical records. That's an expensive proposition. Mm -hmm. And so some of the smaller hospitals aren't able to do that or afford it or have the manpower. Not just paper towels and gloves and things like that. No, but just even the electronic medical records for patients, which mm. is expected and required these days. So our point core team helps stand those up in other 
uh, areas. Mm. And then, of course, we started the Point Corps Construction. That's a joint collaboration that's based here in Peoria for hospital construction because when you do it and you get good at it, you can share your knowledge and help others around the country. Are you guys forever going into meetings to find out what's happening next? <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking, well, this is a, a there whirlwind are, of activity. There are a few. And as I didn't finish my thought because I have ADD sometimes, um, <laughs> our team... I have media relations coordinators who support each of those regions. Mm -hmm. And so they support the hospitals and leadership in those areas. And some of the initiatives are different depending on what part of the state you're in. Hmm. You know, and what's because what's going on in Peoria isn't the same as what's going on in Rockford. Right. right. Um, talking with Shelley Dankoff of OSF Healthcare in uh, formerly 31, formerly 25. I, I know you, you did a stint on uh, 47. Oh, I did. I used to do stuff for Ed yeah. Issue. Oh, absolutely. And on radio <laughs> shows. And you were just telling me, uh, you, you you will hear Shelley uh, periodically on, on Peoria Radio. Uh, do you like radio? I do. It's fun. It's where I started mm -hmm. when I first went to college and... I was going to go into print. I was going to be in your world because it was um, Woodward and Bernstein. I was you going made a to good, be good career move there. <laughs> <laughs> but I always loved to write. That was the thing I was good at. Mm -hmm. So I thought print journalism. But I had a friend in college. We grew up in the same town, but went to different high schools, and our parents knew each other through business. And he literally dragged me. So I'm four hours away from home at Ohio University. They had a uh, fifty thousand watt uh, AM FM radio station. Mm -hmm. And then also the TV station. We were a PBS affiliate. So oh. we did nightly news down there. Oh, and cool. he drags me to this organizational meeting. I'm like, they are not letting two 18-year-old kids from Latrobe, Pennsylvania, come on and do this. And I started out in sports broadcasting. So by the time we were done with that meeting, I was doing the 548 sports cast. I still remember it. I still have it. 548. It was 548 mm -hmm. on Mondays. That was my sports cast. And my first beat was covering OU women's volleyball. Oh. Uh, so radio has always been the fun, and now it's, I don't want to say this, but you kind of walk in. The hardest part about doing that stint when I fill in on mix is getting up at 3.45 because I have getting to go. Getting to the station. Well, I have to get yeah. up and get ready to go do my regular job when I'm right. done. So I right. can't just throw on the ball cap right, and right. do radio hair. I yeah, have yeah. to go be presentable for my uh -huh. the rest of the day. Uh -huh. So that's probably the hardest part of it. But it, it does keep you connected. It keeps your brain churning. Mm -hmm. Plus, I still teach broadcast news writing and reporting at Bradley. And Bradley. At, at the spring. Well, let's talk about that because... I'm thinking that's changed. No. I mean, this will be my eighth year. Okay. It's a spring only semester. Yes, it has changed significantly um, in how students come in. And uh, some of them are still struggling to find what they want to do, which is good. Come into college well, and yeah. figure it out. So therefore, yeah. But I think we have really made great progress. Bradley has a lot of good resources. They have a TV studio that is, oh my gosh, the equipment in it is wonderful. And so I approach my class that if you're going to take a broadcast class, you need to be able to walk out of here and do a radio news story. You mm -hmm. need to be able to do television. You, we're not just going to sit here and type at a computer. That's mm -hmm. not happening. So um, they produce a 10-minute newscast for me as their final, as their big really? final. I'm, I'm like, look, we're going to do hands-on. We're out there on the streets doing it and giving them practical skills because um, it has changed. And there are people who will take the jobs just because they want to be on TV. And yeah. I'm like, you need to have some journalistic chops. Mm -hmm. I, I want you to have some of that basis that I was blessed with. Mm -hmm. I had professors that if you misspelled a mm -hmm. proper name or got a fact wrong in a story, one, it was an F. Mm -hmm. There was no debating it. It was an automatic F on that paper. Yep. And well, you've heard of Paul Snyder, yeah. the F stamp. Yeah, yeah. Pure, it was yeah. before your time, but 
He was, he was renowned it. for that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think some of that is good. And so I set the basis early. I'm like, look, we're going to hold the standards high. I don't, yeah, because some of the media perception right now from the national media is not. Mm -hmm. And I don't support all of it either. I get very frustrated watching it because we would have been suspended or fired for some of what is taking place in the national media. We would not have been allowed to do that. Because the editorializing or... Yeah, absolutely. Going on. Yeah. And, and that's where I hope people differentiate a little bit. I think local news is still... No, is. It separates it a lot more than mm -hmm. national. And I hope people understand what goes on at the local level is different than what goes on at a Fox National or a CNN or something like that. So right. I hope people... Uh, watch it with a critical eye and understand your point. your local broadcasters are out there working to get the local stories and mm -hmm. tell them and be truthful about it. But they're just doing their job. And so that's the other thing I've had to work with. And it's been a process. When I first went to OSF 11 and a half years ago, everybody had the 60 minutes mentality. They thought, oh, they're coming in with cameras blazing and they're trying to get the dirt Expose. on us. Expose. I'm like, no, they're just doing their job and mm -hmm. they want to tell a story. So we're going to help them tell the story. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and there's lots of good stories going on in Peoria to tell. People just have to be willing to tell them. Do you find, and I'll just throw this one out because uh, I happen to know about it, but <laughs> Jump, uh -huh. uh, Trading uh, Simula Simulation Center, mm -hmm. which is located on the OSF campus, uh, fascinating place doing all kinds of new things. So media will call you up, whether it's in town or out of town, and they've heard something about going on a jump. Do you find, is that a, a thing where you want to kind of, oh, well, not only this, there's this and that. I mean, do you have to kind of focus in on what they want rather than just, wait, let me just throw this at you? You do. You have to be very... Well, plus, especially some of the work that's going on at Jump, we work with so many other partners, you have mm -hmm. to get lots of approvals. Right. So it isn't generally, it isn't just, I can't... Oh, throw that out the door. Yeah. Right. There, there is a very uh, strategic approach to it, and you have to make sure everybody is in line with it. So, mm -hmm. um, yes, yeah, sometimes, but I also will give reporters a list saying, here's some of the things that are going on. Let me know what you want to do. I don't... You can't make anybody... That's sometimes what I have to tell our providers. They want to talk about certain things. I said, well, I can pitch it. I can't make them do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I think that's where having the media head helps. Right, right. And actually everybody on my media relations team comes from a media background. I was going to say, so you, well, you guys have some very prominent people from this market and, and probably others. Well, Shelly, we're probably rolling right out of time here. As, as You probably have a meeting to go to at, at that bill. At with that busy, team, actually. With your team. So we want to thank you. But I'd love to have you come back maybe later in the year or, yeah. or you know, in 2020 now just to find out you know, how the downtown is going and all these other things that people want to know. Would love to because we have some very exciting, our uh, digital health initiative that will be moving into a different building in downtown oh. later this year. So there will oh. be some, definitely some great opportunities probably around the fall. I'll come back I and like see I like that ya. little teaser ending. <laughs> see, we go, oh, stay tuned to that. Shelly Dankoff, our guest here on Tardis Us. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, Shelly. Thanks, Steve. PeoriaLife.com.